Swim check one, two. Bike check one, two. Run check one, two. I think we're ready. Let's try this. Welcome to the Try Beginner's Luck podcast, a podcast where we explore the sport of triathlon from a variety of perspectives to help beginner triathletes on their journey. I am your host, Nashonda Shines. Well, welcome back to another edition of Try Beginner's Luck. Yes, I am thrilled today to have this very special guest with me. Now, you know I like to set up a good setup and a good introduction. So this is how I'm going to start. I learned about this company about two years ago because of the amazing ambassadors that are within this sport. One of my friends was the ambassador and then became the regional sales director. It was amazing to see how this particular product changed his life. It was as if it made it cool to kind of be a part of this really awesome brand. It's not just a brand, but honestly, I believe it's a lifestyle. And I think it's a lifestyle that can help change so many lives. Ooh, I'm kind of getting emotional because I think sometimes you have to be cool if you are quote unquote drinking that beer after the race. But what about the people who don't drink? Well, this particular company made it easy to do life without compromise. Yeah, you got it. I'm talking about Athletic Brewing Company. I am so grateful to have Mr. Bill Schufelt with me today, who has revolutionized the beer industry as it relates to athletics. This is the first sober brewery founder, maybe ever. Yeah. His love for great beer and food to revolutionize beer for the modern adult by making great tasting non-alcoholic craft beer fit for the modern lifestyle that you don't have to compromise on taste or experience. Bill has this love for outdoors and fitness activities, so you can find him doing pretty much anything from the local class to an ultra trail race. I am so excited to welcome to Try Beginner's Luck, Mr. Bill Schufelt. Bill, welcome to Try Beginner's Luck. How are you? Great, thanks. Thank you so much for having me on. Um, yes. I'm, I'm going to have co trouble coming up with talking points. I feel like you just absolutely nailed me right there. Well, you know, that's what I like to do. It's an honor to just highlight amazing people in the industry just doing incredible things and it's you and I know of course it's hard to brag on ourselves sometimes and it's always lovely when someone else can do it and so I just wanted to share share it with you uh just who you really are and how it can be seen from someone else's vantage point so it's all you Bill you did it thank you so much for having me on and the kind words it's uh we've got an incredible group of teammates at Athletic and our ambassador team, which you referenced also, is doing awesome work all around the country and at a lot of local events and sporting events and getting people involved in sports. And so um, definitely, I don't feel comfortable taking a lot of credit for what athletics doing these days. It's a really amazing team. You don't have to take credit for what athletic is doing, but you have to take credit for being the visionary because without your vision, there wouldn't be athletic along with John, your partner who makes all the great beers, but it takes a visionary to kind of come up with this great idea. And I just want to say thank you. And 
because you are talking about your ambassadors, I want to start there. So last year, I was so impressed. Some of those beginners we had on our show last season were from a relay team. And you actually allowed to have your team member have the autonomy to really infiltrate the community by using resources to elevate the sport. And so these people, your ambassadors, were able to participate in a race. And it was over 20 ambassadors that got an opportunity to do a triathlon for the first time. Obviously, I couldn't have everybody on, but I was just taken back like, wow, where do you see this type of barrier-breaking entry point to allow people to have their first taste of triathlon? And your company has doing that. Oh, thank you. It's Yeah, we're huge believers in like a healthy, active lifestyle. And whether you're getting that by going outdoors, like entering a race, training with a group, like whatever your foothold is into the sports and outdoors community, we want to help people get there. And we kind of have a few programs internally at Athletic that we help support that. Um, our Two for the Trails program is our big really ESG program um, where 2% of all sales we've ever done get donated to trail park cleanup maintenance projects, helping people get outdoors. And that could be anything from an urban park to the most backwoods trail and hut system in their most remote area. And so that's helping people actually just get outdoors and be on trails and maintain trails. Um, Then we have our community impact program, which is just like a consistent positive drumbeat in our communities, everywhere we sell beer, helping underrepresented people um, in all manners of ways. It could be anything from mentoring to access, like you just said. Um, But then we have another in our, so I guess I could start with like the genesis of our ambassador team. So really like when our company started, it was like on weekends, I would go to any sort of races and hand out beers samples anywhere where I could like run a race and then hand out hundreds of beers after to people who are sweaty, just like me. And um, I started to meet awesome people in the world everywhere I went. And then I'd get emails during the week and I'd get business cards and people to keep in touch with Instagram DMs. And before I knew it, this community was growing and I was doing it a disservice because I didn't have the bandwidth to communicate all the time with all these incredible people. And so we built an ambassador team run by some of our teammates. Um, but one of the cool things, so there, I think it's over 1500 people all over the country and some international people now. Um, and they're all doing awesome things in their own unique ways. Um, one really cool program we implemented in that though is if anyone raises 10 times as much money as the race entry for charity, we'll pay for their race entry. And so this has like a big, like positive flywheel attached to it now where like our ambassadors are signing up for races. Athletic essentially pays for their entries if they raise 10 times that much money. And so, like you said, like helping a lot of people get to the starting line of their official races, but that keeps them training all year as well. I'm going to say- Sorry, I know that was a lot. It was great. And it just stopped me in my tracks because- I don't believe you realize the magnitude of how you have not only hit the nail on the spot, but you're continuing to have 
the momentum going and it's shifting the momentum to continue to allow people to get to the starting line. And you're making it fun and cool and an opportunity to give back so that someone else can have that opportunity to come in. And one of the key things that you said that resonates so much with the triathlon space is community. Like, where will we be without community? And you are making it so cool to be a part of an active community where we can stay fit all year long. And I think that's amazing. So real quick, how does one become involved with an athletic brewing ambassadorship if they wanted to? So we have information on our website, um, but also our ambassadors are everywhere out in the world too. Um, I guess reaching out to our info at email or DMing us on Instagram or anything like that. Um, we can connect you with people in your area who might be organizing like run clubs, try clubs, running races, stuff like that too. So even if people didn't want to become an official ambassador, we can connect you with a great community of people. Um, and then, yeah, that's really what it was all about. Um, athletic wasn't like found in, um, it wasn't like an idea from a focus group and then like a marketing department spun it up and like was like, okay, where can we find people in the world who this and this? It was like, we never did a focus group or anything. We just had our like, so we had our evolving modern healthy lifestyle. We went where races we would have run anyway and then met awesome people in the world. And like the community just built so authentically upon it. And like, we're like in many ways where like the beer world got like ever smaller on itself, like beer, wine and everything. Like sometimes it feels like it's marketing to like an ever smaller audience. We wanted to open up communities and like give people access to outdoors, arm people with everything. So um, kind of what we're all about is the whole second. So our mission as a company is to positively impact our customers, health, fitness, and happiness and greatly impact their communities and environment for the better. And so, we really mean that second part of it. But what do you say after that? You just shrug your shoulders up and be like, yes, because that is amazing. But in, oh, sorry to talk. Sorry to almost continue going. No, and, go ahead. Uh, in terms of people reaching out to us, though, like we are um, with our Two for the Trails and Community Impact Program that I mentioned before. Like we are looking for ways to help people get outdoors and trail systems and parks to help. Um, so if people have ideas for that, um, our two for the trails was over a million dollars last year. And we're always looking for recommendations on where to allocate funds and like what kind of places need TLC to like be accessible again for people or in our community impact program, ways we can help people get outdoors and get involved in races and training and get equipped and stuff. So. So ladies and gentlemen, you hear it here. If you want to get involved, reach out to Athletic Brewing, go to their website, send an info at info at Athletic Brewing or slide into their DMs and make it happen. One, I want to point out this because I know for sure one of your big sponsorships in the multi-sport arena is with two of our major brands. One being our governing body, USA Triathlon, and the other being Ironman, because you sponsor, I believe, two Ironman races. What made you focus so much with the multi-sport community? So um, we're actually the global um, Ironman sponsor 
now. Um, originally, it was just <laughs> originally it was just us showing up at local Ironmans and like basically begging to get there for free and hand out beers. Um, but now we're the official beer of Ironman, and anyone finishing an Ironman race anywhere in the world will get an athletic beer in their hand. Um, so we had teammates, I think, in twenty different countries handing out beers at finish lines last year. So um, we have to work on our distribution a bit, but at least we're handing out free beer in those places. The goal would be to sell it one day. Um, but yeah, in terms of um, the partnerships, it's just such good alignment on values. And as we want to scale, it's such a great way to meet, well, it's a wholesome organization, but also it's all about like giving people training goals to train for. And like, like, it, I guess in the average Ironman, people are probably training for upwards of a year, but probably many years before that at a smaller level. And so it's really about health, training, personal improvement, goal setting. And it's such a positive force in this world. And then um, I know they're bringing back different scholarship opportunities and programs this year. Um, one of our investors and ambassadors bought a charitable entry this year to Kona, which I know those funds go to great things too. So, um, yeah, I'm a huge fan of what Ironman has been doing globally. Yeah. And with USA Triathlon. And ladies and gentlemen, yeah. if you saw Bill's laugh, it was because I was flipping my bang when he said global <laughs> partnerships. So I was like, okay, we moved up. Okay. So, and with USA Triathlon, because you also have uh, affiliation with USA Triathlon as well, correct? Yeah. So USA Triathlon was like one of the early big organizations to make a bet on us. Like not many people were talking to little old non-alcoholic brewer athletic. Like we literally couldn't get our phones picked up for so long. And USA Triathlon has been an incredible partner. Um, and everything they do in the world from like younger triathlons, college kids up to the full organization is so positive. So I love it. Well, we've handled some business. Now we got to get to the personal side because people want to know who is this brilliant genius behind athletic brewing. So Bill, tell me about your, your, your athletic background. When did you start? Were you a high school athlete? Did you play club ball? Did you move on to the collegiate field? Can you tell me a little bit more about your athletic background? Well, definitely too kind. Um, so my athletic career is it's kind of a funny order almost where like my most organized athletics were before I really truly like found my love of fitness. So like growing up, I would play any sport, multiple sports in a season. Um, by the time I got to high school, I was doing um, football, swimming and baseball as my three major sports um, and loved all those, um, but really would play anything really. Um, and went to college to play football, um, loved it. Um, I went to a small D3 school and it was kind of like the perfect level up for me. Um, I wish I took it more seriously, definitely a major regret of mine, but it was like the perfect like work, not work, uh, like sports life balance in college where like you could like got to meet a lot of enduring friendships and focus on football part-time. Um, but ironically, it took me like, four or five years after college to really fall in love with fitness, um, which I wish I could go back and play college sports again. Now loving fitness as much as I do, but 
um, yeah, I, I just kind of fell in with a great workout group one year in New York City. Um, we were waking up at 4 a.m. and doing boxing three days a week at 4.45. And I'd never boxed before, but it was five of us who did it for years. And I lost 40 pounds and got in the best shape of my life. And I just realized I love working out. And I never knew that before. And that kind of led me into any number of areas of workouts. And I mean, I'll basically do anything depending on how much time I have in the day, but it could be a hundred burpees in my living room if I'm really pressed for time. Or if I have 12 hours, I could definitely just go and run for eight hours or um, so it's, I'll take as much time as I can working out for sure. Um, but I'm, I'm not like, you'll never see me on a podium. I'm just in it for the love of the game, getting away from my phone, unplugging, being with friends, being social. It's about that community, like you said, but also the mindfulness and just like the overall fitness and outdoors. Yeah, I, and there's so many ways I can take this, but one of the things you do this now, not just you say the mindfulness, but also just that self-care, that ability to kind of unplug so that you can be good and be full for those that are around you. And I think that that's so amazing that you didn't always love fitness. You know, some people you, you see, they're like, oh, I just am a fitness buff. I loved it. And I'm going to do this all the time. But you were like, no, I was an okay athlete. I'm okay, but I do it because I love it. And that's what this is all about. We don't, I don't want people to come into this sport and be so hard on themselves that they don't love it and that they feel like they have to strive for podiums every time. But what about if you're just striving for getting 10 minutes faster the next time or just changing up what you're doing to make sure that you are a better you, but enjoying what you do because what we do is a lifestyle. And if we can do it as a lifestyle and love it, we'll do it until the wheels fall off and it's time for us to go on to glory, which we want to be able to stay on earth as long as we can. But it's that love. And I think it's something special when you can just love fitness and love working out. And I love your journey. So that turning point for you was finding a community of people that you guys were crazy enough to wake up at 4 a.m. in the morning and do boxing and do whatever it was that you needed to do to engage in your health at that time. What was your mindset like? And why was that such a pivotal point for you? Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I love so much of what you just said. And I'm such a big believer of, yeah, that was my starting line, but I'm just a believer of like, start wherever you are and just have fun doing it. Be, don't be too hard on yourself. Um, like, for example, actually the other morning, like sometimes I get on an exercise bike or I get in a workout class and I like focus on the scoreboard too much. And like, it's the worst feeling if you miss a PR by like five points on Peloton and it like derails your day. It's like, what am I doing? I could have had so much fun just like listening to music and being fit and like having it be like a highlight of my day. Um, so I'm like such a big believer of like starting where you are. Um, and really, um, yeah. And in that community element, it's like, it just like finding um, things in common or things that make you happy, workouts you like, 
workouts you want to do. Um, and for me, that boxing group led to, it was that group of people and then started to run like Spartan races with that group of people, which then led me to more connections in the Spartan community and friends I wanted to go on Spartan races with then. And then before I knew it, I was like training for other things with some of those people. And it led me on this fitness journey and community where, um, ironically, like when I started athletic, it was just, I went to all these places and that's where I handed out my beer. And I like was already in the community, although I didn't necessarily like know people face to face who were finishing the races. I felt authentically there. And it like, so it really helped in terms of like authentically launching athletic because I was already in that community as well. So since you mentioned that, I think it's important for us to go there in launching athletic. What was it that made you want to launch athletic? What was it? Yeah. So I think it was an extension of that path I was on. So I'd like found my love of fitness. My wife is amazing. She eats so healthy. She's a great, she, so we all plant-based at home. She's a great chef. And so we were eating healthier and healthier. I was working out more. I was trying to excel at my career. So everything was like more mindful, more performance oriented. And then alcohol was like this, um, like residual from my old life almost. It was like a false ceiling. It was a distraction. And it wasn't an additive to me. Like I, um, especially as I was getting older, like time with friends and family and my wife, like I wanted to be present. I wanted to be there. I wanted to be, and like alcohol wasn't adding elements to that for me anymore. Um, so I stopped drinking almost unintentionally, but when I did, I realized I was, it was like such a penalty box and took um, like at weddings, barbecues, restaurants, sports bars, work dinners, just relaxing on a Friday night when my wife would have a glass of wine. Like there was nothing for me anymore. And humans have been drinking beer for thousands of years. And without that, like it was a weird, it made me feel not included. And um, I, I just thought there was like a huge, so with like 50% of adults really not drinking and then 15 million Americans having alcohol, documented alcohol use disorder. Um, I just saw such an opportunity to include so many people in those family and social situations. Um, sorry, my dog's barking. You gotta love a good dog. I'm so sorry. Um, no problem. But like, I saw such an opportunity to not only include that other 50% of people in the world, but give the 15 million people better options. But also before like alcoholism is such a problem in society. I wanted to make a health positive product that could have a positive impact on people's lives and saw the chance to positively impact tens of millions of people's lives and just their health and fitness. And so athletic was really extension of this health journey I was on. And then kind of these other community goals that like the health impact goal of our product, but also positively impact proving the world was all built into that motivation and fulfillment. So it all kind of built and tied in on itself, honestly. You know, Bill, I'm getting a little emotional while you're talking <laughs> over here. And I, I, the fact that you wanted to make, you know, a positive health challenge for people and not, not only 
a positive health challenge for people, especially when the world can be so centered around drinking and the celebration of drinking and brunching and all this kind of good stuff. And um, this reaches home for me. And um, I wished that say my brother could have had an opportunity to try athletic brewing, you know, you know, who he suffered with alcoholism at a very young age, dealing with pressures and things of that nature. And so there's so many people I wish could have an opportunity to know like, hey, you don't need alcohol to be a cool kid. You're cool on your own. But you don't know that when you have that quote unquote false ceiling. And I just want to commit you for being brave enough to do it. Like I, if I'm going to be truthful here, I stopped drinking for about seven years and was like, this is the hardest, most horrible thing ever. And why would anyone ever want to do this? But again, athletic brewing wasn't around then, but it was hard for me to be going out and people be like, oh, you're not going to get a drink. What do you mean? You're not drinking. And they made you feel like you were an alien of sorts if you weren't drinking. And And I just want to commend you. And I feel like, especially with you, shout out to your wife, you know, you found a good thing and she was getting you on your healthy fitting by eating, but she helped you to see like, Hey, I can do this and be present in the moment and change my complete lifestyle. And I think when you get into training, you realize that alcohol can be such a damper to your day. Like if you drink, and then don't hydrate appropriately, the next day you feel like crap and you don't want to work out. So why have that feeling? I mean, yes, I do occasionally drink now, but I prefer athletic brewing most of the time. I keep it in my refrigerator and I know you're not paying me to say this, but I appreciate it because it helps me not feel like I can't be included. And it helps me to live without compromise when I choose to. And I appreciate that people don't have to make that compromise in their lives. And more people can be here, be present, and not ruin lives as a result of their choosing an unhealthy lifestyle. Wow, did we go all the way there? Thank thank you so much. And um, that's really exactly what it's all about. If we lower, if we um, we knew if we could make moderation approachable, ex- like accessible and cool and like take away the stigmas around it, we could have a positive impact on tens of millions of people who would move down the moderation curve naturally. And like, we're never out to like stand on the soapbox and preach about prohibition or anything. But we also like the 50% of people who are finishing a race, we want them to be able to have a beer too and enjoy the community or if you're not drinking for any reason at all to be able to still have a great experience and like that's what we're definitely all about um for sure and then what you were touching on on about hydration and recovery is so important like the athlete's training journey um one of our athletes ben hoffman the elite ironman and um i think he holds the record on um the ironman marathon like Um, by maybe mistaken, um, at least on some courses. But um, he speaks really well to the 
like the recovery element where like we all think we're getting stronger in our workouts. Like if you crush a workout, rip your muscles, like in workouts, your muscles are tearing and like the gains don't happen in workouts. The gains happen recovering and like the effects of alcohol can stay with you for two or three days, dehydrating you, you get worse sleep, you're dehydrated, it's empty calories. And so if like all those gains happen in sleep and recovery. So like, that's an argument for non-alcoholic beer during training right there, because it is like our beers, especially use all organic grains. It's super high quality carbs. It's full of electrolytes. It doesn't have the dehydrating elements that derail your hydration and sleep. So it's really um, like that in a training regimen, alcohol can really be a deterrent. Um, but I definitely don't want to take away anyone's finish line beers or celebration rituals either. So, Hey, if you want to pop, pop, but if you want to snap back a cold one, snap back a cold with that exactly. athletic brewing and the good part about it. Okay. We're spending a lot of time on this and it's okay. But <laughs> I discovered this year for dry January that you can do that golden ale behind you with some orange juice and make it a beer mosa. What? I love that. Very cool. Yes. So it's a ways that you can still have fun and engage and not have the quote unquote after effects of what it feels like. We have another really cool one coming out um, in a few months. Um, I don't know if it'll quite be out in time for this, but it's like a similar brunch type beer, um, but like a really cool Michelada. So really excited about that. Mm. Well, obviously we're recording this very early. So if you hear this early or not, just know you got a little sneak peek into what's coming down the pipe with Athletic Brewing Company. I like to call them ABC. Well, moving back to your athletic experience, tell us about the first time you did your triathlon. Yeah. So um, I'm definitely not up on par with a lot of your athletes on the official triathlon scale, for sure. I've done like smaller local type stuff and I would love to get like a real Ironman in the calendar at some point. Um, and, but I've done a lot of like relays and local stuff too, where um, for example, I did this one every year locally where I did the swim leg and like the middle, like it was a mixed triathlon where there's a lot of HIT elements in the middle and stuff like that. But we won that back to back to back the relay team we had um but with my career in swimming it's um that's I feel like usually the scariest leg for people um so it makes triathlons pretty accessible for me um I'm actually I always used to be most scared of the run leg um but I kind of love running even though I'm not fast uh now um but yeah I've mostly just done smaller local stuff um I've done a couple out in the Hamptons um and there's a great triathlon group out there, um, a race series called uh, Event Power. Um, but they have races up and down Long Island with three to 700 people in each one, all different lengths. Some are festival of races where it's everything from a sprint to Olympic in one venue. So um, I'm a huge fan of their races. Um, I've been pouring beer at their races for years as well. Um, but yeah, I definitely have to get a real triathlon on the books. Um, we're the title sponsor of the San Diego Ironman. Um, so that's kind of on my radar, maybe for March, 2023. 
Um, or I might have to pick a nice international destination to go to one of Athletics Ironmans at those. So I'm going to, we're going to box. Since you like to box, we're about to box, right? Mm-hmm. What do you mean you haven't done a real race? So I want to dismantle this because a lot of people feel like if they haven't done an Ironman, they haven't done a real race. And that is not the truth. Now, I love Ironman, but it's not the truth. If you've done a sprint, you're a real triathlete. If you've done an Olympic, you're a real triathlete. If you've done a half, you're a real triathlete. And if you've done it full, you're just a crazy real triathlete. It all is in the family, but you've done a triathlon. And so many people are like, well, I haven't done the big one. You don't have to. And honestly, the smaller local races are where that's how we're going to get the feeders to continue to go into Ironman. And if we don't have anybody doing the smaller races, then guess what? We won't have an Ironman in 10 to 15 years. So we need to support local race directors. We need to salute regional races because the regional races will automatically feed into. So those of you who are listening to this, keep racing local, keep racing local. There's so many amazing races local and then mix it up have a very good um, mixed portfolio. You can race local, you can do some mid sizes and then do Ironman because everyone needs to feel that love, especially the local directors. And, you know, that's where you're gonna really have your fun is running, you know, racing local and continuing to grow with their family. Ooh, you, you almost I got totally my blood agree. <laughs> You got my blood I totally boy. agree. Local triathlons are amazing. And the community at the finish lines and, the people who run them are amazing. Um, two of my favorites just on the East Coast are, I said, Event Power, but Vicky, who runs that whole circuit, is incredible. And then Delmo Sports also is, uh, their signature is Escape the Cape um, down in lower New Jersey, but an amazing triathlon. Yeah, some of my coworkers were just talking about Escape the Cape today, and I said, I'm going to have to look into Escape the Cape. So yeah, so that those local races, guys, check out local races. That's where you're going to really improve. That's where you can actually get all your gains and tweaks and tweak what you're working on. Like if you want to get faster in that swim, go to a local race, get faster, whatever you can work on. I'm just a huge, I love everybody, but I definitely love local races because I believe that Without local races, a lot of us wouldn't be here. So For sure. yay to local races. <laughs> and Bill, let, let, let's continue to talk because you, you're talking about you're scared of the run, but you're out here doing ultra marathons. <laughs> what are you out of your mind? Come on, tell us about that. Well, that always used to be the barrier for me because I, like I was a heavy guy, didn't love running. I hadn't found my fitness, but I think also when I realized that like when I'm out running, I don't like I'm away from my phone, my work email, all that stuff. Oh, wow. That's definitely when I fell in love with running. (laughs) So, but yeah, now I love the running leg. Um, So I actually, I love all three legs now. Um, It's just about finding the time to do it now. And that's the, the barrier for everybody is that time piece. You did something really cool maybe two years ago maybe it was a 2020 you did a race across the country or a bike across we, the country we did as a team yeah so 10 of our teammates at athletic um and then a whole bunch of us got together for the final day um rode across the country in a relay style fashion um so we have our we had a van follow the riders but mm-hmm. pretty much divided into three day legs for each 
individual. Um, and I, I think it was on average about a hundred days or uh, sorry, a hundred miles per day per rider. So someone would jump in, go 300 miles over three days and pass it off to the next person. And times 10, you're 3000 miles across the country riding into our, so the goal was to commemorate the opening of our San Diego brewery. Um, and so about, I think 50 of us rode down the last 30 miles or so. Um, and yeah, your, your friend, Mike Chip was a huge uh, contributor to that. He rode some of the hardest legs through the Grand Canyon, Arizona, the desert. And then he hit the final stretch with us as well. Hey, Mike Ship, that's my brother. Hey, so, no, he, he, he's definitely been, he was my introduction into athletic brewing and he's been an awesome. amazing, amazing spokesperson for you all. He is always repping athletic, making it cool. And he has a great testimony himself. And I just love, love, love um, everything that he's done to bring awareness in the DMV area. Because if it wasn't for him, I really wouldn't have known about it. And it would have given me, you know, an opportunity to see and to experience, have that great experience with something very different. And uh, great team members like Mike are definitely invaluable for sure. I have all the respect in the world for Mike. He is such an incredible teammate. He, so he was part of our ambassador community and we got to know him really well. And he joined our team and has been an incredible teammate now and he just took over as our um uh, dei manager as well so he's running our whole jedi program now and um just such an impressive guy i think he did eight years in the navy um and then his career has just gone on but in terms of like energy and into the community i don't know if i've ever come in contact with a single person ever in my life who is so committed to his communities and Every weekend, he's organizing an incredible event that's getting people out there. And like, no matter where they're at, he's getting them equipment, getting them a route. He's like so fired up, brings positivity. And I'm like totally blown away by the events he puts on, like literally like organizing triathlons. Um, so yeah, he's great. And he and I partnered together uh, during the pandemic to bring the Juneteenth race, uh, not race, but the Juneteenth unity ride together. And it was so good. Like our seasons are changing now, so we won't be able to do it this year. But the fact that we were able to bring hundreds of riders together uh, for Juneteenth and now to see him in this elevated role as the, I think it's the justice, equity, diversity and inclusion uh, manager for athletic brewing is amazing because I know his heart is for equity and diversity and inclusion and justice. Um, and he's going to do an incredible job. So you guys have you a diamond and definitely keep him because he's, you know, he's a good guy. He's a real good guy. This is not he's, the Mike ship show though. We got him. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. He is incredible. So he took the baton from me and our teammate, David on the coast to coast ride. Mm -hmm. If, I could tell an embarrassing story about myself on the day before that. Um, so the ride before that was about a hundred mile ride. It was from like in like the Southwest Colorado region. So think like anywhere from like pretty low to like 10,000 foot elevations. Um, and one of our professional riders, Pete Statina joined me and David. We met in Telluride for the start of the day. 
and then rode through the mountains over the pass, I think all the way to Silverton. Uh, it was like an 85 mile loop with something like, I want to say 20,000 feet of elevation change. And so we're on the main street of Telluride about to pull out of town and I'm wearing baggy shorts. David, our other teammate, his doesn't have clips for his shoes. And so like Pete is looking at us and he sees my baggy shorts, David's feet aren't clipped in. And he's like, have you guys been riding a lot lately? And I hadn't been on a road bike in like well over five years. And David had never had been on a road bike with his shoes clipped in on. And Pete is like a professional cyclist who's ridden in the European cycling tours, all the Grand Prix and Tour de France. And um, so it was so funny to be with like an incredible rider. And like, we were such amateurs, but Pete showed us the way and we cranked out the 85 miles in elevation that day. And it was a blast. Um, no injuries, flat tires, but Pete helped with that. So. Wow. I heard that is legitimately hard. So how did your bodies feel after that? Cause I feel like you tried something new on that day. So how did your bodies recuperate from that? It was good. So I was actually in Telluride because me and my brother were supposed to run the Telluride mountain run, which is like a 38 mile run up through the mountains. And um, a lot of it's at like 12 to 14,000 feet. Um, it got canceled because of COVID. And so we were just going to go out there anyway and run the race just on our own. And then it just happened to be that the coast to coast bike ride was like basically going through town at the time. So I got to ride in the ride at the same time. Wow. How so. amazing is that? Oh, okay. So I want to button this up because I know we're coming close to our time. Out of all the things that you've done, you've tried triathlons, you've tried ultras, you've tried starting a beer company. What would you tell someone who could be afraid um, to try beginners like in any capacity? How, what would you do to encourage them? I think just start, tell, and also tell people you're starting so that you're like a little accountable for it too. Um, but no matter how you're feeling on the day of, or when you're about to make your first effort, or say you're on like in the middle of a training block and you're thinking of giving up, um, no one ever regrets starting a workout or just start where you are. Like it is the people who are finishing on podiums have done tons of work to get there and you can't expect to be there quickly. Um, but there are a lot of amazing things that come even from that first workout. And it's a sense of accomplishment. It's a like relaxing of the anxiety in your mind that calms you down, brings mindfulness, fitness, long-term health. So I, I think just start where you are and really like the best training gains too. They're not being fast right from the start. Like you got to train in zone two for a long time to be fast also. And it's, um, and it's here I am like I'm preaching zone two because I literally can't like run fast to begin with. But like I from what I hear from the fast guys is you have to be in zone two for like years to like gain that endurance and really be an elite endurance athlete. So um, but start where you are. And like there's and no matter how great an athlete is people love having people just showing an effort too. Like no one is ever going to shame you for your effort. They're going to celebrate it. You don't need me here. You are amazing. 
come <laughs> on. No one ever regrets a workout. And who's going to shame your effort? And if they do, y'all come and holler at me and I'll handle them. But no one better ever, never not all those double negatives shame you for doing anything and zone two is major i don't real i don't think people realize going steady at a very low heart rate how much that can really provide gains for you and i just want to echo that bill that zone two training regardless of how fast you are is really where you're going to get those gains so yeah you can go fast and go you know fast for a very long time but where you're going to see those gains in terms of overall fitness is in zone two. Okay, so we're coming to the end of our session where I get to brag on you a little bit and then we'll go into some rapid fire. I can truly talk to you all day, Bill. And I hope this won't be the last time you come to try Beginner's Luck. Will this be the last time? I'm happy to help out whenever, for sure. As, awesome. as long as I can bring interesting material, I definitely don't want to bore people. Oh, don't worry, we'll figure something out, but I think you have so much to offer. Okay, so in terms of bragging, y'all know this is something I started this year and I feel like it's amazing, but we already know Bill Shufield is the man, the vision and the brains, don't cover your face <laughs> behind Athletic Brewing Company. But did you know it was the fastest growing brewery? Mm-hmm, fastest growing brewery? Mm-hmm, craft brewery of the year. Ink Brands That Matter list. He made the Ink Brands That Matter list. The International Beer Challenge Brewery of the Year. And he's done five ultra marathons plus some trail ultras and 50K races. Yo, he is dope. And guess what he gets to do it as? He gets to do it all without compromise. So guess what? You can too. Be sure to visit Athletic Brewing company.com so that you can check out what they have to offer sign up for their uh, party packs and the renewals and all that good stuff because guess what when you're training you're going to need something good for your system so that you can continue to work out and not feel like crap the next day now we're moving on to our mm -hmm, rapid fire thank you rapid thank, fire question. thank you That's so what, much for the kind words oh it's my pleasure that's where we, you know when you're talking so fast, like I often do, you're like, okay, so where do I have to go now? So rapid fire. Bill, we're going to start here. You seem like a really cool dude. Tell me, who is your favorite music artist? Oh, wow. It depends what I'm doing. Um, if I'm relaxing, I could go for something like Dave Matthews, which is like, or like if I'm like working, um, Honestly, like if I'm stressed out, like country, I could definitely like in the car, probably most likely to be just default on a country station because it's like relaxing and feel good. And um, the best concert I've ever seen was the Up in Smoke tour in 2001, which was actually a throwback to the Super Bowl this year, um, which is pretty cool. So I guess the long and short of it is I like any music, basically. So okay. well, then do you have a favorite song? Hmm. Let's keep um, it. Let's keep it interesting for the people. So. Yeah. The Up and Smoke tour. Let's keep it interesting. We'll do a, a an ode to the Super Bowl this year. Who? What is your favorite song from the artist group that performed this year? Oh, well, mm. I think one of the coolest moments at that concert was California Love, and it was like, and then they did um, Mo Money Mo Problems, which was like a throwback to Biggie, which was their like obviously East Coast for saw them or West Coast. I if I had to say favorite song though and like what would get me fired up in a run if it randomly came on, 
I'd have to go with something like like Lady Gaga though that just had awesome energy and oh. something like that. Love it. What is where is your favorite place to bike? Mm. Um, definitely like mountain biking or trail biking anywhere like that is like I definitely either mountain biking or trail running. Or it's like trails is where it's at for me. Are you an audiobook podcast? or music or silence when you train? Um, always podcast or audiobook. And what podcasts are you adding to that rotation? Try Beginner's Luck. What? Yes! <laughs> See, that's what I'm talking about. You felt that energy. Okay. Um, how do you decompress outside um, of working out? I, I meditate every night and morning. So like before I even take a look at my phone or email, I take my dogs out, I meditate, I feed my dogs. Like, and so it's a long time in the morning before I'm even like looking at my phone usually, so. And what is one or two things you would not leave home without when you're going out for racing, whether it's training, what are two things you wouldn't leave home without? Hmm. I, I mean, honestly, like just like a positive attitude, like it, if you show up anywhere, like talk to people, go for like um, one of my favorite mottos is Gabby Reese. Um, she has this great motto. It's called going first, but it's like, say hi to people while you're jogging. Like I say hi and wave to every single person I pass while I'm jogging. And like, it, like when you walk up to someone, you can either be a storm cloud or you can be a positive person. And like, choose positive every time and you never know in like a workout class at a race finish line if you see someone who's just finished a race and they're alone like give them a high five and like make their day and so I think it's a positive attitude okay what is your favorite post-workout or post-race food it's um so it like I basically work out so I can eat ice cream and desserts and stuff like that and I will eat any amount of food and I love all food so I love yeah. it. Now tell me, and please do not be biased. What is your favorite post-workout beverage or post-race beverage? It's run wild, of course. How could I say anything different? Of course, I was hoping that you would say it would be run wild. Well, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Mr. Bill Schufeld, the CEO and co-founder of Athletic Brewing Company. Bill, thank you so much for coming on Try Beginner's Luck. We appreciate you and we thank you for your time. And remember, whenever you try beginner's luck, you always win. I'm Mashonda and I'm out. Peace. Thank you so much, Mashonda. Join No Limit Endurance Coaching for their annual triathlon training camp in iconic Lake Placid, New York on June 9th through 12th. That's right. It's summer camp for triathletes to help you push your limits with workouts geared to all abilities for the 70.3 and 140.6 distances. This camp will help you achieve your big dreams with supportive workouts, educational clinics, and small group-based instruction with a cap of 25 athletes. So you're not just a number in a big group. All workouts are coached by USA certified triathlon coaches. We promise an experience as epic as your surroundings. Visit www.nolimitendurance.com backslash Lake Placid. Thank you for tuning in and listening to this episode. We need your help so we can continue to try at TBL. So for more information on where you can find and subscribe to this podcast, visit www.trybeginnersluck.com. And don't forget, whenever you try beginner's luck, you always win.